0: Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the Associate Pastor here in Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico, and I want to thank you for joining us today online. I want you to go right now before we get started and download our app. You can download it from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store by simply searching Word of Life Carlsbad. If you would like to give today, then you can give online by going to our app or our website, or you can also text eight. 4321 and when you search just search word of life carlsbad
1: i'm excited to lay a foundation today for what we're going to be going into in the uh in the new year and uh like today will be some some foundation work praise god and so um you know, I need you to really pay close attention today because if we don't, if we don't get this, then, uh, then we're not going to really get what we need to get in the new year. Praise God. This is so, so vitally important. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of time here at the beginning this morning and, uh, I'm going to uh to do some things i I really don't like to do but i need to do as a uh as your pastor it is uh you know the scripture tells pastor tells us that pastors watch for our souls right anybody want somebody watching for your soul praise god well you know that that's what that's what i do that's that's my job. That's my responsibility, and so when I'm watching for your soul, that means sometimes I'm going to see some things that need to be corrected. So we're going to bring some correction this morning, and uh, you know, if you are uh, if, if you are a guest with us, you're not a regular part of uh, here at Word of Life. Uh, take it evaluate it if it applies to you hey receive it praise God if it if it doesn't apply to you we'll get to some other stuff later in in the message this morning but at the beginning we're going to spend a little bit of time bringing some correction praise God and uh, you know and don't get me wrong because we bring correction that doesn't mean oh no I walked into the wrong church you know, this is a church where they just get on our case all the time. No, that's that's not what we do. Uh, if you if you have been around here very long, you know that that's not what we do. Praise God. And so, but how many know that sometimes it's got to be done, right? And uh, you know, and and the reason we do it, the reason I do this is because I love you. Praise God. All right, that was a good time to say, we love you too, Pastor. <laughs> but you missed that. Um, but we'll, we'll go on and uh, praise God. Well, first of all, let, let, let's just lift one hand and let's say this together. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. Your word is spirit and life to me. I believe with all my heart that your word, sown in good ground, produces good fruit. Father, I am good ground for the word. I'm a doer of the word, not a hearer only, and I am blessed in my deeds. And I rejoice today, Father, because you sent the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me. So I call on you today, Holy Spirit, to do your work in my life. I'll receive truth, act upon it, be changed by it, and I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. We have titled this message this morning, This Is Us. Now, how many know that us is plural? Us is plural. Us means me and somebody else. And so for our purposes this morning, the somebody else is you. So it's me and you. And, uh, you know, we are in this thing together. We have, a, we have a, uh, a divinely appointed purpose. There is a reason that we are here. And, uh, you know, it is not just uh, because Carlsbad needed another church. You know, there, there's a lot of churches in Carlsbad. It wasn't just because Carlsbad needed another church. We are here for a divine purpose, and we're going to be dealing with that purpose. Praise God. Praise God. And um, there's some, some points that I want to, to hit on this morning. And as, as I said I was going to spend a little bit of time bringing some correction. And, and first of all, you know, I'm, I'm looking around. I'm watching for your souls. And what I'm seeing when I'm watching for your souls. And you know, it, when I say this, I want all of you to take personal account for yourself. Not for the person sitting next to you. Not for, not for somebody who's not here, but for yourself. This is the place where you take a, a, an inward look at yourself. If this applies to you, then praise God, receive it, and make the correction, okay? But, uh, you know, if it doesn't, then, uh, you know, praise God, tuck it back in in your mind because someday it probably will apply to you, okay? Might not right now, but someday it probably will, okay? So here's the thing I'm seeing, is I'm seeing that some of you are messing up. Some of you are messing up, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, I don't preach on uh, uh, all the, you know, do this, don't do this all the time. I don't, I don't preach like that. I, I don't preach against stuff. I got too many things to preach for to, to spend my time preaching against things. So that's not what we're doing. We're not preaching against a bunch of things this morning. But some of you are messing up in your attitudes. Some of you are messing up in, in the, the place. You know, I'm glad we sang that song, you know, I must decrease, he must become greater. And some of you are sitting on the pinnacle yourselves. You've got yourself on the highest place and you are holding yourself in the highest regard and you are, you know, and some of you can't see it because let me just say this. There are some of you that are constantly struggling with depression and the reason you're always struggling with depression is because you have yourself on Jesus' throne. When you have you on Jesus' throne, when you've got you in the place that belongs to him, you're always going to be depressed, and I can't help you. I can't help you except to get you off of that throne and get Jesus up there. There are some of you that are watching me today online, and I need to say this, there are some of you who are watching today online because you were too lazy to get out of bed this morning. You know, I just don't know a better way to say it. We just have to hit some things right head straight on, you know, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. We do online services not so you'll have the option to come or not to come. That's not why we do it. If that was what it was all about, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do it. It is, let, let me tell you the reasons we do it. First of all, Because we are reaching 50,000 people plus in 100 nations. We are reaching people that don't have a church to go to. Not that they just don't want to go. Some of you don't come to church because you can't get along with anybody. You need to figure that out. And, And, you know, we do online... Church, because there are some people that at times they have to work; they can't be here. Their job requires them to work, and they can catch the service later. Uh, you know, and and that's a blessing. There are sometimes when people are unable to get out and come. There are people that are in places where where they can't be in church, but there are some of you. Who are watching me right now? You just don't want to come because it requires you to get out of bed. It requires you get along with somebody else. It requires some things you don't want to do to come and be a part of what's going on at church. And let me just say this: online services. It, it, it's a great thing. And ministering to a lot of people, but the purpose is not so you can have an option to come or not to come. It's not so you, you know, I asked the question one time, I said, what if you walk into church and you see your worst enemy sitting on the back row? What are you going to do? I put that out on Facebook one time and, you know, people said, well, sadly, I'd probably turn around and walk back out. You know, I mean, uh, and then these people will say, well, at least I was honest about it. Well, if it's wrong, being honest about it doesn't make it right. Okay? I mean, I'm glad you were honest, but being honest doesn't, doesn't change the fact that that's a wrong attitude. There are, there, we, we have seen a lot lately of people who are committed to do things to, to, to serve here that just don't show up. Just don't don't show up. We don't know you're not coming. There are people that have not been here in a month. There are people who haven't been here in two months. There are people that I don't know if you still go to this church or not. You know, because we haven't seen you in so long. Okay? If you're a part of something, then be a part of something. Praise God. Be a part of something. I've said it many times that you cannot enjoy the full benefit of the Christian life unless you fully participate. You know, you can't halfway participate and receive the full benefit. You know, if you if you do that in other areas of your life, if you do that on your job, you won't have a job for long. If you do that in your relationship with your spouse, I'm sorry, you won't have a spouse for very long. You'll be single again. You know, if you do that in your uh With relationships, with, 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 with friends, with, with anything else in your life, it's not going to work out too well for you. But see, in church, we forgive. In church, we walk in forgiveness. So, you know, if, if you are mad about everything I'm saying this morning, I forgive you. It's okay. I, I forgive you. I'll love you. When next time I see you, if it's three months from now, I'll still love you. Praise God. I will. I promise. And, and all of those who these things are applying to, I love you. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Praise God. But we've got to pull some things together. You know, some people are talking. I hear a lot of people talking about how terrible 2018 was. And if you go back and examine what they did in 2018, there is no wonder. There is no wonder. You know, I'm not talking about the law and the commandments. You know I preach a grace message that we are not under the law. We are under grace. And it is absolutely the truth. And, and God loves you no matter what you do. Praise God. He is for you. He will bless you. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you, well, if you don't get this together, God's not going to bless you. But you're causing yourself some grief. Sometimes we, we cause ourselves a lot of grief. Because, you know, if, if I'm doing things... There, there is a, a law of seed time and harvest. That's not the law when we talk about we're not under law. You are still under the law of seed time and harvest. You better hope so or you're not eating tonight because a farmer somewhere planted some seed and you're going to eat the harvest. So you better hope the law of seed time and harvest is still in effect. But the law of seed time and harvest also comes back to bite you sometimes. And uh, because it works both ways. So, you know, I'm not talking about the Mosaic Law. I'm talking about the law of seed time and harvest. The law of gravity still works. You know, if you jump off the building, I promise you, you will hit the ground. And it won't take long. You will reap that harvest very shortly. Praise God just depends on how high the building is. But, you know, uh, you cannot continue to break the laws of gravity. You can't continue to break the law of seed time and harvest. You can't continue to break civil law. See, there are still laws that we are under. Praise God. And so, it, it, it would be best if you apply those in your favor. Praise God. Praise God. And so, you know, us means you and me together. We're in this thing together. Praise God. Praise God. And, you know, I need you and I've said this many times that this is not the Daniel Shirley show. This is we're family. We're a family. The Bible says that a father who does not chasten his son hates his son. That's what it says. So if I don't bring correction when correction is needed, that means I hate you. So. Today, you say, I know Pastor loves me. Praise God. Praise God, because we're, gonna bring, we're bringing some correction. And now, you know, in, in sports, I don't know how many sports fans we have here. I know we have a lot. But, uh, you know, as a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty avid baseball fan, and we don't like it when our star player is on the disabled list. Um, you know, you sign a guy for $20 million a year and he spends half the year sitting on the bench on the disabled list Uh, and is not able to to play, all right? So um, there are some of you that right now, you're sitting on the disabled list. You're showing up sometimes, but you're, set, you're on the disabled list because you have rendered yourself disabled you know you have uh, you have not done the, the things that need to be done to make yourself a vital impactful part of this local body and I need you to do that praise God I need you that if you're designated a position to serve I need you to be here to serve You do what you're called upon to do. Praise God. Praise God. And so, uh, everybody say, I love pastor. Pastor. And actually, that sounded pretty sincere. I believe you do. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. But how about let's move on. Say, it's about time, finally. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Now, James chapter 1. Verse number 22 says this. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. All right, notice who deceived who. You deceived yourself. Now, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, Here's what he says you are like. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for when he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Now, in Christianity, we have read so many things in the Bible backwards, Okay, we, We've read many things backwards which when we do that we often put things in a law context where it's not a law context. But when we read it backwards, in other words, we read this and we say, well, the, the thing, it is not doing the word that causes a man to to forget what manner of man he was. No, let's flip that over and say it is forgetting what manner of man he was that causes him to not do the word. Praise God. You see, if you know who you are, if you know who you are in Christ, you know who he has called you to be, you know who he has created you to be, you know you are created in Christ Jesus. For good works, it is the knowledge that you have; it is the consciousness of the fact that you of, of who you are in Him that causes you to do the work. You see, changing our life um, should be—you know—the the changes you need to make in your life should be very easy to make. Let me say it this way, you know, we think that that doing the word, and I I really talked about this just recently, but we think that that being a doer of the word is first because we be, we decide we're going to start doing the word, and so you know we start finding okay here's the commandment well I have to do that. When in reality, if we will pursue our relationship and I'm going to show it to you in this very scripture this very passage of scripture here when we begin to pursue Jesus and begin to go hard after him then the changes in our behavior become natural changes and they become very easy praise God people say well it's hard to hard to live the Christian life no it's not It is not hard to live the Christian life. But if you're approaching it from, I've got to change all my behavior first, if that's first in order, then you're going to be sorely disappointed. But if you begin to realize the only thing I have to do is follow Jesus, that's all I have to do. Just follow Jesus. And the, the, the behavior will follow that. Praise God. Praise God. Again, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his face in a mirror. For he observes himself, and then notice what he does. He observes himself, all right? Where do we observe ourselves? Where do we observe ourselves in a mirror? The Bible calls the Word of God a mirror. So we observe ourselves in the Word of God. We, you know, not, not through natural eyes, but you are looking through supernatural, spirit-enlightened vision. And you are seeing yourself the way God says you are. I mean you know God has has, higher, um, has a higher view of you than you often have of yourself. See, He sees you in Christ. And in the Word of God, if you look at yourself in the Word of God, you see yourself in Christ. Praise God. In Christ, because that's the that's who you are. When you were born again, when you received Jesus as your Savior, you were engrafted into Christ. Praise God! You were merged into Him, and you became one with Him. And that's where you see yourself if you look truly in the mirror of God's Word. Praise God! You see yourself in Christ. For he who observes himself goes away and he forgets what kind of man he was. You see, so it's when we observe ourselves and we forget who we are, you will behave like who you believe you are. Your behavior will align itself with what you believe about yourself this is why he says if you forget what manner of man you are that means you believe something different about yourself you believe something different than what God's word says about you if you begin to believe you know I I've I've uh, challenged a, a couple of of people to do this and uh Really, neither one of them actually did it. Uh, But here's the thing. If you will go through the Word of God, make yourself a list. I encourage you to do this. Make yourself a list, two columns. Every time you say something about yourself or think something about yourself, write it down. This is my column. And then have another column that says, this is what God's Word says about me. And then compare those two lists and see what they, what they say. You'll find that your behavior is aligning with what you believe about yourself. Now, the closer those two get together, the, the, the more those two lists become the same, then you will begin to see your behavior change. In other words, if you are believing about yourself, what God's saying about you, then you will behave like what God says you are. Praise God. Praise God. You will be a doer of righteous deeds if you believe you're righteous. If you don't believe you're righteous, then you won't do righteous deeds. Or you'll have some kind of a mixture of some righteous deeds, and you'll be you'll be hoping that, well, the good outweighs the bad. You know, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But here he says, this man, he sees into the word of God. Notice he goes on, verse 25. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Now, notice. He's not talking about the Mosaic law. In the Bible, there is, there is the Mosaic law, which we are not under. We are under grace. But the Mosaic law is the law of ordinances and commandments and, and, and these kind of things. That's not what this is talking about. This is called the law of liberty. The law of liberty. Just like there is the... Law of spirit of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Get that? Two different laws. There is the law of sin and death, and then there is the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of liberty is the same as the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Why? Because when we walk in the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus... It frees us. It liberates us. It's not bringing us into bondage. It's not bringing us into the, this law of sin and death. You know, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is that, it, well, by comparison, the law of sin and death is that we sinned, and we died. That's the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is we sinned, and he died. Praise God. We sinned, he died. The law of liberty frees us, liberates us from the law of sin and death. He talks about, he says, this man looks into the perfect law of liberty. The law of liberty. This, this is the in the Bible where we find out what God has done for us in Christ. What he has made us in Christ the law of liberty. He said, this man looks into the perfect law of liberty. So in other words, he comes to church, he hears a a great message on the grace of God. He reads his Bible and sees a great message on the grace of God, the favor of God. And then he turns and he walks away from that. He, he, uh, He forgets what he just saw in the law of liberty. Forget what you saw in the law of liberty. You forget who you are. There are people that will come to church and I preach, on, I preach on on the grace of God. And you say amen and then you walk out the door and you forget what you just said amen to. That, that's who he's talking about here. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty in it. He doesn't forget as his Bible. He doesn't forget as he walks out the door. He remembers who he is. And then he says this: he says he's not a forgetful hearer, but he's a doer of the work. Why is he a doer of the work? Because he decided to try harder? No. He is a doer of the work because he remembers who he is. Now, I need to say that again because you need to get that. He he is a doer of the work because he remembers who he is. Praise God. He remembers who he is. You know, if you remember that God created you in Christ Jesus for greatness... Then you will do great things. But if you forget that God created you for greatness, you won't ever do great things. Now, let me see. He is a, he continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. He says this this one. Will be blessed in what he does. Some people are wondering why, why aren't all these blessings coming upon me and overtaking me? I forgot who I was. I forgot who I was. Really, really, really quiet this morning. Now, get this. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13 You are the salt of the earth. Now, that's what he he said you are. He's talking about something you are. So, if you are the salt of the earth, what does salt do? Salt flavors. Exactly. Praise God. Salt flavors but if you forget your salt you forget your salt maybe you just stay in the salt shaker (laughs) maybe you don't have any effect on the world around you but if you remember that you're salt then you add flavor wherever you go praise God praise God he said Let's go back to this again. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how will it be seasoned? It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You ever feel like people are walking on you? Maybe you've lost your flavor. Maybe you've lost your flavor. Maybe you're not interjecting any." seasoning into your environment. Praise God. Praise God. Then he goes on and he says this. You are the light of the world. Now, you ask most Christians, who's the light of the world? Oh, Jesus is the light of the world. Well, Jesus came into the world as a light. But then, He moved inside you, and so now you are the light of the world. Jesus is not the light of the world anymore. You are. You are the light of the world. And some of you have been under baskets or under the bed. Jesus said you're the light of the world. He said you don't put a light Under a basket. You don't put a light under the bed. You put a light on a candlestick. You know. So it lights up the whole room. You are the light of the world. But maybe you're not lighting your You forgot you're the light. Maybe you forgot what manner of person you are. Praise God. Maybe you think. It doesn't matter, but it matters. It matters. You know, there are people that are waiting on you to get out from under the basket. There are people that need the light, and the longer you sit under the bed, Just lighten up your little space. There are people that are dying because you're waiting. Okay. That's a harsh reality. When we start thinking there are people that, let me say this. There are people that are dying because your feelings are hurt. There are people who are dying because you were tired. There are people that are dying because you want to sit on Jesus' throne. And you want to make it all about you instead of about them. You'll still go to heaven. You won't take anybody with you. You know, I mean, that's a sad state. There will be lots and lots. You know, I shared some statistics one time that approximately a third of the earth's population professes to be Christians. Now, we could say, well, these people are Christians. These people are not really Christians. These people, yeah. And I'm not getting into that. I'm getting in. If you say you're a Christian, I'm going to take your word for it. You say you're a believer, I'm going to take your word for it. So if, if a third of the earth's population is Christian, is a believer in Jesus, then that means that all we have to do to reach the world is everyone reach too. Wow. The, why haven't we done it? Why haven't we? I mean, all you got to reach, I have to reach is two. And I, I, you know, I've reached some of yours for you too. You know, I've reached more than two. Mine and somebody else's. So why haven't we reached the world? Because some of us forgot who we are. Some of us are standing in the salt shaker. Some of us are standing under the bed You know, we're not bringing Jesus into our environment. Some of us are too hung up on our own stuff, our own likes and dislikes, and we're going to get into some of that. Uh, Into our, you know, everything's got to be my way or no way. And, uh, but he says if if, if the salt has lost its flavor, it's it's not good for anything," he said. Under the now, some of you, I, I, I got this word in my spirit here not too long ago, and I, I I've meditated on it an awful lot over the last weeks, and that is the word provision. It's a, it's a word, the word vision with a pro on the beginning of it. You know, pro is a prefix, which means you're for something. Pro vision. All right, so, pro vision is something that is for the vision. Think about that for a minute. Pro vision is for the vision. But what if you don't have any vision? The Bible says the people perish. In other words, the people don't have any vision because they don't have any vision. Some of you are wondering, well, why is why are my needs not supplied? Why is provision not there? Maybe it's because you don't have any vision. Maybe it's because you're not seeing anything except yourself now you know I was I was reading a book by Andrew Womack as, uh, I believe if I remember which book it was in I believe it was in the book uh, A Better Way to Pray I mean he talked about uh, you know a more a more New Testament way to pray and uh you know, one of the things that he said in there, if you, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Andrew Womack, but, uh, you know, he's been in ministry many years. And uh, he, he said in this book, he said, In 30 years of ministry, I've never prayed for money. Now, some of you pray for money every day. And he said... In 30 years of ministry, I've never prayed for money. And and he he went on to explain. He said that every time I know I'm going to need more money, I know God's wanting me to do something bigger and greater, and I'm going to need more money, he says, I start praying that God increases my vision. He said, because... Jesus said this, if you seek first, Matthew chapter 6, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these things will be added to you. So he says, I just begin to pray, God, increase my vision. Help me to see the world. Help me to see what I need to do. Help me to see the task at hand. And as I begin to focus on that, he said, without fail for 30 years, the money has always followed that. The money's always been there. Praise God. Praise God. Let's look at that. Seek first, Matthew 6, verse 31. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? After all these things, the Gentiles seek. Now, the word Gentiles is referring to people who have no covenant relationship with God. He's saying, after all these things, the Gentiles seek. So if you are in this room or watching me online and you have a covenant relationship with God, he's not talking about you right here. He says, after all these things, the Gentiles seek, those who don't have a covenant with God. In other words, those who have a covenant with God don't need to be seeking these things. There's no need for you to seek these things. He says, after all these things, the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But here's what he tells you to do. But you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. He didn't say they might be added to you. He didn't say if you have enough faith. He didn't say if you work hard enough. He didn't say, you know, if, if you are God's man of faith and power, all these things will be added. He said, you just seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Now, what does it mean to seek His righteousness? Well, the Bible says that Jesus is our righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. So, to seek His righteousness would mean that I am seeking Jesus. That doesn't mean I'm looking for Him. That means that I'm looking to know Him better. Praise God. Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I'm not seeking the kingdom of God and my righteousness. I'm not seeking the kingdom of God and, uh, you know, my, my own uh, efforts. I'm not looking to my own efforts. I'm just looking to Jesus. I'm just looking to see Him clearer and better. Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And if I do that, then all of these things will be added to me. So if I find I'm not being provided for the way I need to be provided for, I need to, be, I, I, I need to see Him clearer. Why? Because everything that I have is because of him. It's because of what he has done. Hallelujah. Now, First Corinthians chapter one, verse number thirty says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Hallelujah. He became our righteousness. So if I'm seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, I'm seeking him, then all these things will be added to me. Praise God. Praise God. 2nd Peter chapter 1, verse number 3. As his divine power has given to us Notice the word has, past tense. Has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. He's given us through the knowledge of Him. So I am seeking Him. I am seeking to have more knowledge of Him. Praise God. Praise God. Romans chapter 3, verse number 22. Even the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. That's why Romans chapter 10 says if you confess with your mouth, The Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you will be saved see it says don't say who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down from above why he already came down from above don't descend into the abyss or say who will descend into the abyss to bring Christ up from the dead he already rose from the dead he doesn't need to rise from the dead again praise God so the word the the faith in him is in the fact that he already came down he already He already rose from the dead And he has already provided for us All things that pertain to life and godliness And I can become a partaker of that Through the knowledge of him Praise God Praise God Now He says Brethren my heart's desire Chapter 10 verse number 1 of Romans Brethren my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel Is that they be saved For I hear them or I bear them witness, excuse me, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness are seeking to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted to... To the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Praise God. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. What does that mean? What does that mean? He means that if we are seeking to be in right standing with God by our own self-effort. He said... Christ comes along and Christ says, I'm the end of that. I'm the end of that. You attain righteousness through me. There is no other way to attain righteousness. You will never attain righteousness by your own self-effort. You will only attain righteousness through what I have done. Praise God. So he says that he is the end of the law for righteousness. Praise God. Praise God. So I've got to leave you with that because I am out of time.
0: Well, thank you once again for
1: joining us today
0: online. We want to connect with you, and we can do so one of three ways. You can email us church at wolcarlsbad.com. You can connect with us via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash wolcarlsbad. Or you can click Contact Us via our app or our website. We would love to hear from you, and we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. Thanks for joining us.